Hi, hello, how are you? My name is Elizabeth Dale and I am a Cornish writer with a bit of an obsession for our local history, especially the bizarre and the strange stories that get overlooked by our history books. So I hope you're having a wonderful summer. The weather recently has not been ideal, but I did take the opportunity to go for a little walk uh, down near St Kevin. And this is kind of a bit of the inspiration for what we're going to be talking about today. Because as I was going along the coastal path, I suddenly became aware that I was hearing some really strange noises and um, I wasn't quite sure what it was until I reached this small headland and I realised it was a seal that was sort of barking and growling and honking and groaning out in the water and he was having a grand time uh, lolling about in the calm sea and I sat and watched him for quite a while. And it made me think of all the old mermaid stories that you used to get that these days are attributed to um, sailors and fishermen mistaking dolphins and seals for um, these really attractive women. (laughs) And I've never quite understood how that could have happened. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about stories of Cornish mermaids. Now you probably will have gathered by now that I have a fairly vivid imagination which makes my walks quite exciting sometimes because I'm always uh, anticipating that I'm going to get led astray by a pixie or I'm going to get spooked by some phantom and inevitably when I'm walking along the coast I'm always expecting to see some kind of sea monster and that's funny really because in years gone by For the Cornish people, sea monsters and mermaids were a very real thing. And you can tell that just by the sheer amount of legends there are around the coast. Everyone knows the the Zena mermaid legend and there's no real need for me to go over that again. But in the past there were there were um, mermaids at Padstow and La Morna and I've written about some of those stories and the stories of the really bizarre sea monsters that uh, have been spotted off the coast as well. These massive squids and things like that. It's all very exciting. And I suppose my point is really that these uh, these creatures were very, very real for the people that lived and worked on the sea. And legends of humans with fishes' tails actually date back for thousands of years and, and they're quite universal. You can find those kind of legends all over the world in India and Japan and China and Greece. And of course there were regular sightings reported by U- European sailors during the 15th century. But there was one incident Uh, in 1827 that really caused a major stir. It happened in the height of the summer in June and um, over three consecutive days there were reports of strange goings on in the waters of Morganporth near Newquay. Now the story goes that uh, two young friends were meeting on the beach for some night fishing and one of them uh, 
when he arrived he couldn't see his mate so he went walking down the beach looking for him and started hearing strange noises coming from one of the caves now initially he thought that his friend was playing like a trick on him so he went into the the cave to investigate you know to see what was happening and what he saw in there sent him running back out and up the beach and (laughs) yelling at anyone that would listen that he had seen the devil and that the devil had arrived in Cornwall. Now we don't know this young man's name unfortunately but he was interviewed by the newspapers and he described seeing something that looked part human and that it had very long hair that was hanging down around its body. The day after this first sighting there was a group of men, three men, um, and they were standing on the cliffs above Morganporth. Um, they were on the lookout for, for pilchards um, but that wasn't what they actually saw. They reported to the West Britain newspaper that they had seen um, three mermaids sitting on a rock together just offshore. But this wasn't the end of the story. On the third day, five more of the creatures were spotted, again by men uh, standing on the cliff top. And the West Britain actually published two articles in different editions of their newspapers about these mermaid sightings. And this second group of men actually gave a really like vivid description of what they had seen. Now, they identified the creatures that they had seen as mermaids. They said that they had very long hair, uh, maybe nine or ten feet long, uh, that trailed all across their bodies and down the rock that they were sitting on. They said that the the upper body of these mermaids was human, with very pale white skin, and that the lower half had a fin like a fish and was bluish in colour. And the men claimed that the mermaids had stayed there for hours and they had watched them sleeping in the sun uh, and sometimes swimming in the water. So it begs the question, doesn't it? What were these men seeing and I'm sure that they were sensible human beings I'm sure they weren't fools but what were they watching out at sea that had them so confused and had the newspapers all riled up saying that you know there were mermaids off the coast of Cornwall I think it's too easy to say oh well they were uneducated or they were superstitious or they were just excitable it's a bit of a a cop-out I think isn't it but having said that I'm going to tell you another little story that I've discovered which goes to show that sometimes your imagination really can get away from you and, and maybe this is a word of warning to myself as well Now this story doesn't take place in Cornwall but it is about one of our most famous sons, Sir Humphrey Davy. Now Sir Humphrey was on holiday in Scotland near Caithness sometime in the the early 19th century. Apparently it was a hot summer's day and uh, Davy decided that he needed to go for a swim and he went skinny dipping Um, and apparently he had very long hair at the time which I'm assuming was part of the fashion for men of the day 
but unfortunately he was spotted by a young lady who was walking along the the cliff tops and who fully believed that she had seen a, a mermaid and went and told the entire Nagog, anyone that would listen, that there was a mermaid in the sea off Caithness. Now these rumours flew about and eventually obviously Sir Humphrey Davy got to hear about it. Now Davy actually met with the young lady and tried to explain to her the the mistake that had happened to convince her that she had actually seen him, (laughs) seen seen the naked Cornish scientist and not a merman. (laughs) I'm guessing that Davy found all of this quite amusing because he recorded the whole episode in his journal, which is how, how I know about it now. Anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, especially about the mermaids at Morgan Porth. What you think that those men were were seeing out uh, on the rock out at sea. And if you want to read a bit more about uh, these stories, you can find them on my blog. And there's also a whole article on there about the mermaid's chair at Senna and about Senna Headland as well, which has loads of other legends associated with it, not just the mermaid. There's legends of um, witches and giants. So lots of interesting stuff there. So thank you so much for listening, for joining me again. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. And uh, maybe you'll go out mermaid spotting at the weekend. So that's it from me for now. Thank you so much. Be good, be careful, and don't get led astray by any piskies. Bye for now. <laughs>